This is Phone a Fashion Industry Friend Thursday. Please join our in-progress call with knitwear designer, Gabrielle Tebelin. You know, I wanted to reach out to you partly because um, the pictures that you posted um, online. And I really want to start there because it's so important when we're talking about construction that we can back it up with um, the proof. And so when I saw those pictures, I was like, oh, I've got machine inspiration and envy. <laughs> oh, yeah. These machines are big machines, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of industrial machines do you normally work with when you're doing knitwear? Um, I use a serger, a five-thread serger, uh, or four-thread, I'm sorry. And then I also use a King Max Um it's a, what is it, a cover stitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use a um, King Max cover stitch. And I, I only use three threads out of the five because you can make it work with three or five. So. Yeah, and it gives that industry finish that um, client bases really are expecting from knitwear, right? Yes. And when you have, um, like, first put your toes into the fashion scene, because prior to the recording, we were talking about how you have been in the fashion scene for a period of time. Would you try to finish things on a home machine? And were you satisfied with those results? Or did you immediately know industrial is going to give me the result? Um, I actually did start with the home sewing machine, um, serger, and a home sewing machine zigzag stitch which it took me forever to just figure it out. I mean, I was just like, how is this done? Like, it was the hardest feat. I went from taking two weeks to finish one bikini to literally finishing one in an hour um, with the industrial machine. So, I mean, it took a lot of skill, you know, to perfect it. Um, And then I really started realizing, like, okay, industrial machine is exactly what I need. Um, it's just going to make it that, you know, beautiful, professional touch that I want, um, you know, with the home finishing when you're doing zigzag, it's just feeding it in a different way. And it just, it kind of looks very unprofessional. So um, I kind of want it to get away from that look, um, especially with walking into like the fashion scene and then having photos cooking of things. I just kind of was like, ew, I just, I don't like the way that looks. Um, so that's when I was like, okay, I need to switch over to industrial. That's it. I'm not, I'm not messing with home sewing machines anymore. And was that like a self editing thing that you saw in the images or was there somebody in the industry that was like, pulled you aside or a friend? Like I have a, a friend that I talk to about fashion on a regular basis. And when she tells me like, "Mm -mm, no, (laughs) I listened to her. And so I don't know whether you have somebody like that in your life that helps you with some of that editing process or whether that's all on you. Um, I, it's uh, pretty much all on me. Um, just kind of knowing what I like and having a higher standard for my brand, because, you know, when you start realizing like how things work and how things are put together and how knits work, um, you start realizing like, well, this does not look professional. Like why does all the other, and that's when I kind of started looking at other things in the store, like that has such a different finish. What kind of machine are they using for this? And then starting to do my research and asking like, what type of stitch is this? What machine does it? Um, and to be honest, uh, Ralph's sewing machine, there's a guy that works there 
who was amazing in helping me pick out the correct machines for what I needed them to do. Um, and so I kind of just trusted him and trusted that he knew what I needed to fix the problem. And, and I kind of just went from there um, and then let him kind of show me how to use the machines because it was all new to me. I didn't even know they had five thread machines like this, you know, like big industrial machines that'll sew through anything. I was just kind of breaking needles left and right, trying to sew through things. And it, it was so frustrating. I just had had it with it. I'm like, I can't work like this anymore, you know. <laughs> Well, and as a creative person who had experience um, working as um, a professional with another designer, I think you probably experienced pretty quickly like, oh, there's a right machine for this. So I need to start looking for what is going to make this easier. Um, But the people at Ralph's have been so good. They're the ones that repair my machines here. <clears throat> and um, I can't say enough nice things about shout out Ralphs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jack is really good there. Awesome. I love hearing that. Um, and so how long would you say that you have really been um, in this, um, what I would call just in time fulfillment role for your fashion label? So like, as soon as you make something, it seems like it's selling out. Like, you really you're keeping up with orders currently but um you know what kind of how is that working for you what do you see it expanding to give me some information um so i've been kind of doing my own uh swimming suits for fashion um i started about probably nine years ago Mm-hmm. Um, and I walked out of the fashion industry because I was getting tired of girls wearing my swimming suits for shows and destroying them. Mm-hmm. And they were one of a kind pieces and they wouldn't use like the panty liners and stuff. So I was just kind of like, I can never use this again. This is destroyed. Like no other woman's going to want to put this on their body and pay for it after, you know, has other person's bodily fluids on it because with, you know, I mean, it's a little different, you know, it's kind of going up in places other people don't want, you know, in that. So I kind of started backed out of the fashion industry and was like, who is my target audience? Who do I want to sell to? Who are these going to sell to? We live in Colorado. It's not a, you know, bikini state, you know, it's not like people are just walking around in bikinis like in Miami or California, you know, South Beach. It's not one of those. So I kind of took my idea out of you know swimwear and moved it into the idea of dancewear um and that's when it really changed changed for me mm-hmm. um i started um going to strip clubs and asking if i could sell my stuff inside of you know strip clubs which it, it was a huge step for me because i'm like this is so like is this me is my morals aligned with this um, it was a huge step for me because I'm like, okay, I'm a bikini designer, but now here I am selling to dancers and they're using my things on stage. And how do I feel about that? So it's kind of a moral dilemma. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't care who buys them as long as they're going out the door. You know, I don't care, you know, if they're performing in them. So I kind of started with um, my first bikinis were um, doing bikinis for um, bodybuilders. Um, and I just kind of, kind of got in that scene and I realized like, that's a really hard industry because they want all this bling. Um, they sell for a lot of money and I don't want that pressure on me. I just want to do quick stuff where I can just, you know, get it out the door and it's, you know, wearable and it's usable. So that's kind of, 
I think probably about four years ago is when I really started to walk into the, you know, exotic dancewear scene and more like raver scene where I started going to these different events and seeing how the girls dress. I'm like, oh my God, it's so hot. I want to make one of those. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And I started getting involved in like the Burning Man scene and people there started being like, oh my God, you make such cool stuff. I want an outfit made. Um, so I still do custom pieces if like a performer will ask me to do them, but I usually just, you know, pump out a bunch of pieces, put them, you know, on hangers and I'll take them down to the strip club and I'll say like, this is what I have. And I sell out of everything immediately. Um, so I can't keep up with, you know, making enough, um, because I sell them so fast and they're still considered custom pieces because they're one of a kind, like none of them are ever the same. Yeah. So that's kind of, I've been doing that for about four years my co-host and I talk about woo-woo time and where we talk about woo-woo stuff or how we feel about social different social aspects and feelings. And my personal um, philosophy about working with all people is that you, that you're making this available to everybody that um, by targeting who your audience is of these are the looks that I'm creating and these are my buyers, then great. I have found my audience and my personal belief in, um, divine, um, prostitute <laughs> is, um, is kind of hand in hand with it in that, you know, I believe that we as women for a long, long period of time have had to, use the way that our bodies look and our skill set to make garments to get someplace in this life. And so I, I love working with strippers. I think that they fulfill a need um, when um, moms like me are tired. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, the way I look at it is that that is my main inspiration in, in my designing is I believe that the woman's body is one of the most beautiful, sensual things on this earth. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's really, um, you know, accentuated or under accentuated by the garments that you put on a, a female's body. And that does go with swimwear, dancewear. Um, you can have a woman who's really uncomfortable with her body and throw her in something that sucks it all in and pushes it all up and immediately changes her view of how she looks and feels. And I've had that happen to me multiple times where women like, I can never find something that fits me, um, you know, and that's kind of my inspiration with that. And I think to me, a woman who's like, um, you know, comfortable with her sensuality and her body and the way she moves and, you know, having an uh, outfit to, you know, accentuate that is just like, to me, like topping on the cake for me, because, you know, as women, we all kind of struggle with those type of you know, body insecurities, you know? Um, so it's kind of, to me, it's like a, it's to me, it's one of the most appealing things to see a beautiful girl on stage wearing one of my outfits and, you know, she's flinging off her bra top and they come out, her, here comes out her boobs. And, you know, it's just it's kind of like, you know, it's that part of a woman that makes them feel sexy. Like it does clothes accentuate that. And that's always been the backing behind clothes is to make someone feel better, comfortable, put them in a higher class, you know? Um, so that's kind of like where a lot of my inspiration comes from is from the female body. I love this. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, so um, I like to ask designer to designer, as you have been in this sewing career um, and designing career, what has been one of your um, like indispensable, most favorite tools that you use all the time? Um, honestly, I love my snippers, my clippers, my little tiny scissors that like clip away all the issues, like the snippy clip snips. Away the little yeah, it's a little, you know, um, I use the little, um, what are they called? Granger? The, uh, uh, ginger, ginger snippies. Ginger. Mm-hmm. Yep. The ginger snippies are one of my favorite things I have that <laughs> I love. I love to use them. They're, you know, they go everywhere. And any garment you can use them, you know, just a good pair of scissors and a roll and a roller. Um, for for the knit, my one thing that has just saved me and took my stuff to the next level, where I don't have to have perfect skill, is just a you know a roller cutter, a pizza cutter is what I call it. <laughs> oh yeah, a rotary cutter. Oh man, that really cutter. changes the game for knits, doesn't it? Yes, it took me to a whole different level when I stepped away from trying to snip knit with scissors. I was just like, whoa, and I have an issue with scissors, tape, and glue. Like, those three things are my biggest, like, things, you know? Like, oh, God, I don't want to touch this. So, yeah, rotary cutter changed the game for me, that's for sure. I love that. I love my rotary cutter. And I've been through, like, a lot, a lot of them through factory days. And I just recently picked up a... um, one from the clover people and i actually like it because it doesn't have all the crazy guards that cause a like a visual weirdness when i'm cutting something i don't know if you've experienced that with a like a um a rotary cutter that has a guard on it yes i definitely have because you know you want to be versatile to move it from each side and sometimes they'll stop you from going in a certain direction so i definitely get it my favorite is the little tiny rotary cutter that's probably like it's maybe even like an inch wide, if even that. And oh, the 18 a, millimeter one. Yes. Yes. I love that thing because you can just, it's so powerful and strong. You can just get through every little corner with it, you know, and I, it's just been like my one thing I love, love. It's like one of my favorite tools, which is weird. Like you would think people would say like this sewing machine, but yeah, that rotary cutter is my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you my most, one of my most recent TikTok videos where I broke my 18 millimeter rotary cutter like on camera <laughs> oh, oh, oh my extent, gosh i mean the only way to get through those are really joanne's fabric 50 percent off deals you know because everything's so expensive in the sewing world you know it is but i really appreciate you coming in and visiting with us today and completely about like your skill set as opposed to like i my intention and Benson and Mai's intention isn't to take the fashion community down. It's to help build everybody up. And I love hearing about where you're headed. And I love um, the prospect of us um, possibly working together. I think that that sounds great. You, you're the one who does all the lingerie, right? Like the super sexy lingerie. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. I've seen you once in a show and I was like, oh my God, I'm so jealous of her. Look at that. Look at her skills. I can't believe she can do that. Like, I just saw your, your stuff and I, and I never saw you after that. I was just kind of like, well, I'm not lingerie chick. And I never knew your name. I just, I think I started following you on Facebook because I was like, I love her stuff. Like, 
it, laundry is one of those things I've always wanted to get into. Like, so I, I want to, you know, get with you and work more with you and support, you know, the younger people. I actually have an employee that I actually talked into going to fashion school. Um, she was so lost. Like, my family really just thinks it's such a bad idea, and they just want me to do something. I'm like, you know what? Follow your dreams, girl. And I was able to pull out, you know, my degrees. And she's just like, you're the only person that's ever been able to understand me. And so now she's, you know, just signed up to go to college. And I'm losing her as an employee, but it's okay. I want her to do bigger things in life. So I would love to help support anything, like, with the younger generation, you know. Um, I have, you know, tons of space if you ever want to do sewing classes or, you know, fashion get-togethers. So I'm all down for supporting the younger generation. We need more sewers in the, in the younger generation. We definitely do. And I'd like to invite you back any time that you want to come and talk about your line or what direction you're going or anything that you want to share with the fashion community. Awesome. Thank you, Megan. All it right. was good to talk to you. Talk to you soon. Thanks. You have been listening to Advanced Fashion Disruption, and this is our new Season 2 Fona Industry Fashion Friend. So, tell us what you think. Go to our website, advancedfashiondisruption.com, and leave us a message. Click on the Patreon button and buy us a cup of coffee, and give us suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. As always, you can click on Angel for Fashion and support Ukrainian designers. Beef up your wardrobe. Well, maybe we should use a vegetarian term here. I don't know. Like veggie up your wardrobe and get something great from one of those designers. Thanks so much. We'll talk again tomorrow for Phone of Fashion Fuck Up Friday, where Benson and I will tackle whatever is on our brains.